Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The Empowered Life. Lisa Pizek here and I am so excited to have my awesome friend and I call her my roomie because we were recently at a retreat together and we did room together. So my friend and roomie, Camilla Craigus. Did I say that right, Camilla? Craigus. Craigus. There we go. I said I was going to murder it. I didn't want to, but she is amazing. Let me tell you a bit about her. She is a strategic performance coach and the name of her business, are you ready for it? No more hamster wheel. Are you picturing that in your head? No more hamster wheel? I know I am. Those wheels are spinning. You're feeling not productive. And Camilla really helps you with your lifestyle as a whole, your lifestyle, your mindset. She's been a financial coach, a lifestyle coach, an accountability coach. She has a degree in exercise physiology, nutrition, sports psychology, and she geeks out about the brain and how the brain works in terms of performance. She lives in Utah, Salt Lake City area. Now, please, God, tell me, Camilla, there's not snow there this time of year. Nope. On the, on the peak still, yeah, but no, no snow yet. Oh, my yeah. goodness. We so, have summer. There you go. There you go. And I know you are an avid skier, and you love to get out there in the snow and get your body moving. So today, friends, I want to chat about that mindset, productivity, with my good friend here. So, Camilla, thank you for being on my podcast. I'm so excited. Hey, everyone. Yay. And she's just a big ball of energy like me. So get ready for a jolt in your mind, a jolt in your body. And we're going to be talking about specifically, I got to throw it out there, guilt, right? The guilt you have sometimes when you want to take time for yourself, you have a goal in mind that you want to go after, whether that's financial or health or relationships or who knows what it is, but you want to change in your life but your mind messes you up. Those excuses get in the way. The guilt gets in the way. The thinking you're not good enough gets in the way. So Camilla, let's talk about health for a little bit because I know my moms and my women, we know our health is so important to our physiology, yet it's so hard to make the time for yourself. So many people say, I'm too busy. I don't have time to do that. So how do you respond? I know you probably get the same in the coaching that you have, and we know physiology is so important. So A, why is physiology so dang important? And B, how do you answer those people that say, I don't have time? Well, I can always find time in people's schedules, right? Because we spend so much time on non-essentials, mm. or like I also call them the stocking stuffers. You know, like, are you working on what's really important in your life and the essential stuff? Or are you working on the stocking stuffers? So that's like where I start. But I'm going to challenge everyone because do you want to be the best mom that you can be? Do you want to be the best person that you can be? And are you there to serve your family and really do a good job? And most people is going to be like, well, everyone, I hope, is going to say, well, yeah, I want to be the best mom I can be. I want to be the best partner, spouse, whatever I want to be. I want to be the best person. And I'm like, well, then you're going to stop serving leftovers mm. to your family, to your coworkers, to your mission, whatever it is. Leftovers is for food, mm. not to give leftovers to people. Because here's the thing, you are the most important person in your life. Because if you don't feel 100%, if you don't take care of your sleep, your nutrition, your exercise, and taking care of you, and you are rocking it, mm. you are giving other people leftovers. Mm. 
Mm, I'm just like getting such a visual from both of those things you said, stocking stuffer and leftovers. The first thing that comes to mind, I'm like, stocking stuffers are fun. But if you think about it, you like the stocking stuffers because they're quick, they're fast, they're easy. You can't wait to get to the big gift that is like the meat of what you're excited about. And that's, I think, what we do, right? We're, we like to tick the boxes off, like you yeah. said, of the non-essential stuff that's not really moving the needle forward. And then the leftovers. Oh, leftovers are never as good as like the main event, right? Yeah. It's never reheated food. It's never good as the first time around. So what an amazing analogy that taps into your senses of are you really giving the best? you know, to the people. So what are like some of those common stocking stuffers that you find that people either like to do or they make excuses that they have to do when they really don't have to do it? Well, I always say you can be busy, but not productive, or you can be productive, but not busy. Mm. So people like, you know, they're, they're, they open their inbox and they're stuck in the inbox because they open the inbox with no agenda. Mm. They don't set a timer or they don't know, like they just, they don't even prioritize. When I open my inbox, which I don't open until usually around noon or, you know, sometime like that, I, I go in with a mission. I'm like, okay, I have 10 minutes or I have 15 minutes or I have 30 minutes, whatever it is. And I triage. Mm. And so then it's like, okay, clients gets the first priority. And then it's like, boom, boom, boom. And then whatever is left over, it, I may do the next day or the following day. But I think that's where a lot of people, they don't have their prioritization correct. Mm. They don't, they start on like, you know, and answering things or lose track of time or like, oh, here the rabbit, I call it the rabbit hole. Mm. You know, they start somewhere and then suddenly an hour later, they are like, I don't even remember why I opened my inbox. I don't even remember why I went on, on Facebook. And it happens to the best of us too, right? Exactly. Sometimes we're like, oh, oh, shoot. It's kind of like walking into one of the rooms and you're like, I don't remember what I came in here for. But now suddenly you like rearrange your closet mm -hmm. or something. <laughs> <laughs> you were meant to do something else. But that is to be more intentional about what is really important, the prioritization. Mm. Get rid of a lot of stuff. I, I like all my clients, they have to take notifications off their phone. No red dots. Mm. Because you grab your phone to maybe look at notes or for the photos or whatever. And oh, red dot, red dot, oh, oh, people will need me. And then you start going down the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. so you got to be more intentional with your time because here's the thing you get 168 hours a week. And for every yes you say, you automatically say no to something else. Mm. Pure math. Mm. So for every time you say yes to something, you automatically say no to something else. Mm. And quite often you say no to you, your health, taking care of you, your family, sanity, you know, those kind of things. And everyone else gets the you know, priority of you. They get the best of you. Mm -hmm. Oh, here comes another like, oh, can you help with this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And people need to start saying no. Because when they start realizing, when they say yes to all of this stuff coming their way and they're reacting to that, they automatically say no to their life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they don't have time for their spouse. They don't have time, as much time for their kids as they want to. And then, of course, now they're like, well, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to take a spa day. I don't have time because they said yes to 
what we call this, I call it the stocking stuffers, the fun, cute, you know, easy stuff, the emails, the notifications, they're saying yes to something that doesn't really move them forward. Mm, we got to, and people say, well, it would be selfish for me to put myself first. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's selfish for you to not put yourself first. Mm-hmm. Because when you're prioritizing everyone else, you're not there, you know, as an awesome, awesome person that you can be. So yeah, yeah. Three huge things jumped out at me there. Number one, you said when you open your email, you set a time. Set a timer. All of that. You set a timer. You're like, I got 10 minutes. I guess so that prevents you from going down those rabbit holes when you're like, start time, end time, right? Yep. Huge in terms of productivity. Number two, the nurse in me loves that you said triage, right? That's the only way, even in the nursing profession, that we can help and serve so many people. It's like, who truly needs a priority first? Correct. And like you said, if you're not part of that triage, that you're somewhere up there, you can't give to other people. So I love that you triage those priorities. And you really have to stop and think about what are those priorities, right? And then the third one, I love that 168 hours a week. And if you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And like you said, you're right. We feel, we want to help people. It makes us feel good to say yes and answer everyone's want and wish and need. It's like creating that false sense of importance, right? Where we feel good about helping others. But if by the end of the day, you got nothing left, is that really worth it, right? Yeah, and then your family gets whatever little bit is left of you. They get worse than the leftovers. They, they get, get worse dumb, than the leftovers. They get, they get like the five-day leftover that should have been in the trash a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And do you see that a lot with the clients that you work with? Well, I, yeah, I mean, it has, it, it's that shifting that mindset. You know, mm-hmm. shifting that, oh, I am the most important person because if I take care of me mm-hmm. and I, I understand where my time is going, I can really be there for my family. Mm-hmm. And that makes us not only feel good, but now we're not so guilty because I think a lot of the guilt comes from not being able to be there for our family the way we want to. Yes. Absolutely. At the end of the day, who's going to be there for you? Your family, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. So you talk about that mindset shift and that's huge, right? It's like you can't help people in any of the tactical stuff before you get your mind right, right? Correct. So what are some of the things you do to help people get their mind right? Well, part of it is to to see that they have much more power over their day that that they than they think they do. Mm-hmm. So I, I use, okay, for example, like master schedules. I have them to sit down and map out their 168 hours on a master schedule. So let's go back to school. We all had a, a, a schedule for a semester. We knew exactly where we needed to be at one o'clock on a Wednesday. We knew exactly when that midterm was gonna be. We knew, like we had our, our days mapped out. And whatever, something else we wanted to fit in, we either, well, back in college, we skipped on sleep, right? <laughs> well, I'm going to do this party, so let me skip on sleep. Let's not do that, because sleep is essential, right? you got to get your eight hours of sleep in, 78 hours, mm-hmm. crucial. But when we have that master schedule, we can really, like, you know, 
take a look at what can fit. So we put in the cornerstones first. I call them the cornerstones. You put in your sleep, your, your exercise, your family time. Uh, those kind of things that are really, really important, they go in first. If you've heard the uh, rocks in the jar story, it's kind of like the same thing. You gotta, in order to fit everything, you gotta put in the big rocks first. Mm -hmm. Put that in on your schedule. Then you have to put in your work and, and those kind of different things. And then you're gonna have to figure out how everything else gonna fit in. So now when this friend who only calls you when they need something, or your, you know, your community, the school or church or whatever your, you know, other activities you have, they say, hey, can you help out with this? You say, huh, let me, let me look at my schedule, which also should have me time on there. Then you can say, I am so sorry, but I, 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 I have other commitments. Mm -hmm. And you do, which is a great way to say no, because you have a commitment to you and your family. Mm -hmm. And so like, hey, I can't, I can't help you with that, but maybe like I recommend someone else or whatever, or it has to be scheduled into the future. I mean, you just take a look at us two. We've been trying to like, it's been, you're like, hey, let's do this thing. I'm like, hey, it's going to have to be in June. Totally. totally. Like, I'm, like, I'm sorry, but if I'm going to fit that in, we're going to have to do it in June. Yeah. 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 And you train people, you, you begin to train people to that. Cause I had the same, I used to be a classic reactive. Yes, 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 yes. To everyone. And then I was like, Oh my God, I scheduled myself for like eight phone, eight coaching calls today. Like this is not even humanly possible. Like what are you doing? Right. So now I'm the same. I'm like, Hey, I'm booking three weeks out or, you know, I would love to help you, but I can't help you until next people are like, what do you mean three weeks? What do you mean next Friday? And I'm like, listen, these are my priorities. This is really important to me. This is like, I'm not lying to you. This is honestly the time that I have. And I feel no guilt about it. Yep. I love that. I love that because yeah. you know where your priorities are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we become like this microwaves. I call it the microwave society. I mean, people today are yelling at the microwave to hurry up. I'm <laughs> like, uh, you need a reality check. It sounds like, oh my God, I just want to smack people. And they're like, wah, wah, wah. I'm like, slow down. You mean, you, know? I, you mean when I hit the computer keys because I get mad and my husband will say to me, you can't hit them harder. It won't do what you want it to do if you hit exactly. the Exactly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's so true though. We've become that now society. Yeah. yeah. We have things at our fingertips. What do they say? Our attention span is like six seconds now or something. Uh-huh. That it's so easy to get stuck in that rabbit hole, like you said, and pulled off on a path of not your purpose, but someone else's emergency. And how often do you find that someone else's emergency is not really an emergency? Oh gosh, all the time. Mm -hmm. Because people react mm -hmm. and they're like, oh my gosh, like the world is ending and I'm like, no, 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 slow down. And what happens is in this, I even, you know, I train people to do this. I'm like, you know what, if, if you've been answering all the time, like, you know, if you answer an email immediately, you answer the phone calls, the text immediately, you train people mm -hmm. to basically use you as a Google. Yeah. And not even like process things or try to think things through or do it on their own. So they come to you because you're like, you're helping them out all the time by pushing back a little bit. Now they're going to have, I do this with CEOs. I'm like, nope, they cannot even like, 
you know, the prioritization, like this can wait until the, the, the weekly meeting, this is an email, this is a phone call, this is a text, this is barging through the door because the building is on fire. Yeah. Like what are the true emergencies? And if someone knows that, no, I can't access, I can't get hold of this person until like, say four o'clock in the afternoon, and now it's like 9 a.m. in the morning, people go and find the answers. You do, you do. And you're and, not, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But you have to slowly retrain people. You know, you can't, you either have to really shock their system and now they're going to be like, what happened? Or you're going to have to start stretching five minutes before you answer that email, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And you slowly retrain people around you that you're not available 24 mm seven. -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, and you know, the name of this podcast is the empowered life. And it's like, you're not empowering anybody. If you're constantly being their Google, as you said, exactly. you're yeah. constantly finding the answer for them. And in terms of leadership, you know, in business, you want a team that is self-sufficient. You want a team that you're not constantly putting out fires for people because yeah. that will leave you exhausted. And that will leave you taking care of all the stocking stuffers yep. and not the big things that move everybody's needle forward. Like it's kind of a big waste of time for everyone when you really think right yeah mm -hmm. and i'm like even if so if you have people that work for you they literally should not even come to you unless they have a list of what they've tried to do mm -hmm. okay i've looked this up i tried this i've done this and now it's really like you know you are the only person who can truly help them mm -hmm. they've gone through all of other channels mm -hmm. but that also means that if you're a leader and you or a manager or someone like that or even like friendship wise you need to respect other people too you can't expect them to text you back right away mm -hmm. because if you want to have that space where you are not constantly reacting to everything, you got to respect other people's time, boundaries, and sanity too. And that is usually the harder part for people. They're like, but I, like, I'm an important person. I'm like, well, so is that a person, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, or what about that excuse that people say, well, if I train that person, it's going to take me the same amount of time. Like I could just do it myself and get it done faster than train that person and tell them how to do it. So how do you get around that kind of comment? So basically then it's to take a look at how much time that takes. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then, okay, well, it's going to take me 30 hours to train this person. But every time I do it, it takes me an hour and I do this, like say, you know, two times a week. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's just do easy math. That is a hundred hours in a year because it accumulates, right? So, okay, so you're spending a hundred hours and you're not willing to take 30 hours to train a person. Mm. So after that 30 hours, you're at a breaking point and you not now gained 70 hours mm. over a year. And that's where most people, so I, I teach something, I have something where I call the power of 15. Mm. So the power of 15 is a great technique where people's like, well, I don't have time to do this or I can't do this, you know, like, or the big mountain of receipts or the procrastination is a great way to beat procrastination. But it's also a great way to understand how time accumulates mm. because it's a cumulative effect in, in place. And that is that if you do something for 15 minutes a day in a year, that becomes over 91 hours. 
Wow. So it's the same thing, you know, like, so if you do something, you know, people say, I don't have time to read a personal development book that can change my life. I mean, yeah. I have, I have books that have like changed the game, yeah. like one book that it changed my life forever. And I'm like, you don't have time. I'm like, let's do the power of 15. Mm. 15 minutes a day, if you read a personal development book 15 minutes a day for a year, you will have read somewhere between 12 to 16 books. Yes. Yes. Incredible. That's insane. It blows my mind, right? Yes. But that's like 15 minutes a day. I don't have time to exercise. Let's find 15 minutes a day you can exercise. Mm-hmm. What does that become? I mean, that's, you know, what does that become in a, now I got to do my math, right? Is that an hour and a half or something? Yeah, it's 105 divided in 60. Yeah, so it's, you know, you take a day off, an hour and a half a week. Wow. Are you going to be able to run Boston Marathon if you exercise like 15 minutes a day? Mm, probably not. Are you going to be a much happier and healthier person? Heck yeah. Absolutely. I call them power pockets. Yeah. Power pockets. Yeah. Power pockets. I'm like, you got to work your power pockets. And no matter what that is, fitness, personal development, I'm the same way. I read about a book every two weeks or so. Sometimes it takes me. And yeah. some days I have like 10 minutes a day and I read like one chapter if I'm lucky or a half a chapter, maybe 10 minutes here, 10 minutes later, there's my chapter. Right. Yeah. And so many people look at it like, oh, forget it. Like I only have 15 minutes. And then they grab their cell phone instead. And then they're down the rabbit hole of Facebook that didn't provide them anything of value. Right. I mean, very seldom, right? Only your podcast, of course, is of value. So that's right. Absolutely. So glad that everybody's listening. (laughs) I love, you know what I'm realizing about you, Camilla, that I love? You're in it for the long haul. Like yeah. you look at things in the long game. Like you said, like 168 hours in a week, you know, the power of 15 equates to 91 hours. Like because we talked about that microwave society where we're yelling yeah. at the microwave, we're, we're so, all we look at is short term, the immediate. What effect does this have on me now? What about the right here and now? And it's like, no, no, no. You got to play the long game, long game. and see how this is going to play out. Right. Yep. And, and that's mindset. And so many people are not willing to do that. Yeah. And it's the same thing. If you like, okay, you know, you have, you get a, you know, you have something in your life that bothers you clutter. You have that closet, you have, you know, you know, you need to take care of stuff. You have that pile of papers. Everyone thinks that they need like a full day to take care of stuff. You can use the power of 15 the same way. Mm-hmm. You set a timer for 15 minutes, boom, you tackle it. When the timer goes off, you're done. You do that next day, next day, next day. Whoa, like you've tackled it. It's insane, you know, right? Simple stuff that, and I don't care how busy you are, like you can find 15 minutes a day to do something to progress your life. Totally. And you got to find what that one thing is. Like you said, whether that's health, whether that's reading a book that's going to change your life, learning a new skill, training somebody, maybe even say, hey, I only have 15 minutes to train you today. Here's the one thing I'm going to teach you. It might take us a week to get through this training, but at the end of a week, you're going to be able to now carry that out for a year or however long it takes, right? Yeah. yeah. You've got to accumulate. I call it the accumulative effect. It can either accumulate in a good way mm-hmm. or it can detract. Detract, is that a word? Yeah. In a bad way, right? Yeah. 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 
So you're going to have to add it all up and see how it, you know, what can you do this week? What can you do this month? What can you do this year? Mm -hmm. And I think it was Bill Gates who said that. I may be quoting this incorrectly, but he said, we have this tendency to think that we can do more in a year than we can in 10 years. Wow. You know what I mean? Like we don't realize how much, like if we do a few things today, we can really, really make a difference long term. Yes. Yeah. You have to go on the, do you, do you hear this rain? Can you hear that? No, I can't hear like break this podcast out, but it is like beyond pouring. I can't it's hear it. So loud that I want to make sure with the audio that I'm not shouting over the downpouring rain that is going on. We are like being hit with a monsoon right now. See, Camilla, you're bringing the monsoon, girlfriend. I want to go out and run around in the water, like in the rain. Life's too short. Let's have some fun. Oh, my goodness. Never lose your childlike nature. No, right? And that's a mindset thing, too, where, you know, we've got to learn how to play. We've got to learn how to go back to, even if you only have 15 minutes, we got to go back to enjoying life. Because yes. you can achieve so much more. So tell me a little bit about mindset and play. You know, stop worrying about what other people think. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I think often that we think people look at us more than they do. Mm. And then I said, okay, you know, everyone's so worried about their, per- you know, perception and stuff. I'm like, are you spending a lot of time thinking about that person? They're like, no. I'm like, why do you think that person is thinking about you? Mm -hmm. and so we want to go out and jump into puddles we want to go out and make snow angels we want to go out and be more of a kid we want to have the crayons at the restaurant and make drawings Mm -hmm. but we're so worried about what other people think Mm -hmm. and we feel like everyone is staring at us Mm -hmm. but then it's like really like if you were to be out and about and see a an adult playing in the snow or jumping in the puddles wouldn't you be like inspired or think that's a cool thing Yes. And you know, you know, and then you, you really don't think much about it, right? Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. spend the rest of the evening thinking, oh my gosh, that person was out making snow angels. Right. Stop worrying about it. People are not spending that much time thinking about what you're doing. They're busy with their own thing. Totally. And you talk about being productive. How much time do we waste worrying about other people's judgments and like whatever we come up with in our brain, nine times out of 10 usually never happens, right? So many people spend so much time, they have to give a speech or they have to have a difficult conversation or they have to go somewhere they don't want to go. And they make up this thing in their mind that it's like the worst case scenario that's going to happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. I call that assumption based reality. Mm. So we, this, we create this assumption-based reality and, as, and people say, like, well, we, I assume that the person is going to say this. So I assume the person is going to think this or judge me or I assume that the person is going to say no or be, in, you know, be a jerk or whatever. And I'm like, do you have a crystal ball? <laughs> and the person is like, no. I'm like, well, you created an assumption. You created mm-hmm. a reality that is based on assumption, not real stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, this person has always said no. Well, I mean, we wouldn't have KFC today if Colonel Sanders took no for an answer, right? Right. He didn't yeah. go home and say, well, I guess that's it. He's like, no, I'm going to keep going until I get a yes. Yes. Right. It's like spend that time 
going for that yes and creating that reality you want exactly instead of convincing yourself why it won't ever work or why it can't ever happen it's like when we talk about energy and physiology it's the same energy it's just are you putting it towards good or are you putting it towards negative or positive exactly. or negative, right yeah. and it's the yeah. same amount of time and energy to create a negative thought or a disempowering belief because mm -hmm. it is to create a, a positive thought and an empowering belief right which one which one which one do you want mm -hmm. and so you get to choose so why don't you create this you know saying hey i know it's going to be a difficult conversation what is the end result that i want yes and you work from the end result and then you say okay i'm going to go in as prepared as i can i'm going to do my very very best and so forth i really really want to have a yes mm. what what do i need to do to my best ability to get that yes mm -hmm. and and assume that you're going to get a yes assume that the person is going to be relieved that you're bringing this up mm. what so change that i was gonna say what a huge mindset shift that is for so many people and that little thing can make such a huge difference yeah now for you, because we room together, so I know this about you. Ruby! You, Ruby! You are, people are like, listen to those two going, Ruby! But I had to do it, I couldn't help it. Um, you meditated every morning. That yes. Was, I remember, that was the first thing you did when you woke up. I was like groggily, where, where's the coffee? Where's the Starbucks? And you're like 20 minutes into already meditating. So tell me a bit about how meditation helps your mindset and why you meditate first thing in the morning. Um, meditation not only slows down your brain and kind of like helps you to uh, grow the prefrontal cortex. I'm getting kind of geeky on here, which is your decision making. Mm -hmm. But what it does is too that it increases your uh, willpower and it increases your, um, or should I say, uh, runway for instant gratification mm. because you're forced to sit still and you're forced mm. to like you know, go inward and be with your own thoughts and your own self. Mm -hmm. And today people are so busy. They're spinning the wheel. They're like, they can't even be quiet for five minutes. Right. They have to have the TV on or the radio on or noise around them because they are scared to be with their own self. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's it's why you see everyone with their, their face glued to their phone when they're in the supermarket line, when they're waiting for an appointment. It's like, you're bang on, Camilla. It's like we've lost the ability to sit still with ourselves and our yep. thoughts. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, keep going, please. I love her as well. So the meditation slows you down. It helps to slow down the brain. Mm -hmm. so now when you can slow down the brain, even if you have, you know, bypassing thoughts or different things like that, you're able to feel and, and sense and get more clarity. Mm. And quite often when I'm sitting in meditation, I often get answers to things that I've been trying to figure out. They just pop into my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, brilliant, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing, like, so if you take meditation, think of it like when you step into the shower. You get away from everything and you get that quiet time mm -hmm. and it allows your brain to like decompress a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because when you constantly have this input, so... You know, your brain is like a muscle. It's not, it's not technically a muscle, but it operates the same way as a muscle. Mm -hmm. It uses about 20% of all of your food intake for energy. 
and it uses about 25% of your oxygen intake. So when you're working your brain nonstop, it, it uses up you know, oxygen and energy, right? Mm-hmm. So for everything that comes to you, the noise, the, the, the news, the radio, this, 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 the podcast, the your brain receives about, ele- well, and there's a little different data, about 11 million pieces of input every second. The brain can only process about 40 of those. Wow. However, it has to make a decision out of those 11 million pieces of input every second, which 40 is going to continue into your more advanced parts of the brain. Mm -hmm. All of that coming to you uses up energy. Mm. And not only that, all of the, the remaining gets stored in your subconscious, which is your emotional brain. That's why people, you know, watch the news and feel depressed. I'm like, Duh, don't watch the news. It's like nothing good on there, right? right? Do that later. Don't start your morning with your phone, the news, mm-hmm. the chatter. Spend it in meditation. Mm-hmm. Spend that first time in the morning for you. And then you can deal with life later on. But your brain uses all of that energy. So reduce your input as much as humanly possible because your brain is running a marathon all day long. Mm, and that's why a lot of people hit like two or three o'clock in the afternoon because they're tapped out Mm. and there's some ways you can you know overcome that but it's because there's just like oh i gotta take a break and then they're on facebook i'm like no 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 that's not a break (laughs) the brain has to work yes to decide what you're going to click on and do and so forth and so one of the best gifts that I was ever given when I started a long time ago, when I started working with uh, my business coach, this was like in 2014, I think, might've been early 2015. She's like, you're on a 90 day information diet, no input. And I looked at her, I'm like, you mean like no podcasts, no books? Like, that's all I do. Like, I don't watch TV and I don't listen really to radio. Like, what am I going to do? Just like no input unless it's applicable to exactly what you need to work on. Mm. And for the first week, it was really hard because I was so used to the noise. Mm-hmm. I was used to the, like listening to, you know, you know, you know, Entrepreneur on Fire and all of those podcasts and all, you know, going. And I was like, after a week, I was like, oh my gosh, I can think. Mm. I have space to think. Mm. Things came to me. I felt more at peace. I just, you know, had space. Yeah. And that's today, we don't give ourselves space. We don't kick our feet up and daydream. We don't block our time when we're just quiet. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, at least we're like, oh, I'm checking up meditation, right? <laughs> I'm told I'm supposed to do this. So here meditation, we go. Check, done. You know, at least incorporate meditation into your schedule. If just kicking up your feet makes you, like, have a panic attack, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So doing a 10 to 20 minute meditation, like at least you're like, okay, well, it says meditation on my schedule and it will give you some quiet time. Mm-hmm. It will help you decide what's a stocking stuffer and what's yep. a good gift, right? It'll help you decide what you should be saying no to and what you should be saying yes to, yep. right? Like you said, you have those big revelations. And I love that that's just such a great way to break down how your brain is working so hard 
and how it's really trying to prioritize what is important. Like your brain wants to do your right is what I got from that. Like your brain wants you to make the best decision, but when you input it and cloud it with a gajillion things, it's going to short circuit. It has a choice if you never take that time to calm it and quiet it. And I know you love to ski, like getting outside. I love to hike. I love to go for a walk, like without earbuds in, without music, without, it's like, you have to give yourself that space to breathe and to get out in nature and to just get out in that clear space. Um, you know, my husband loves to golf and I'm like, I don't really love golf. I just love going out in the middle of the golf course, like in the fresh air, in the tree, in the middle of nowhere, because nobody can bug me. Nobody can call me. Like when I'm golfing, I'm like, I'm golfing, I'm golfing people like shut off for four hours. This is what I'm focused on. Right. And it's because I do the same just, thing hiking. I mean, I hike almost every day. I just did a run today. Mm-hmm. I don't even, my phone stays at home. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even bring my phone places a lot of times unless I get to go really deep into the mountains or something like that safety-wise or if I want to take pictures. But no, airplane mode is one of the best things on your yeah. phone. Or yes. do not disturb. Yes, and it goes back to that beginning question that you said where you're like, do you want to be the best mom? Do you want to be the best leader? Do you want to be the best coach? Do you want to be the best daughter or girlfriend or wife or husband or whatever you are? It's like, are you gonna interact with people short circuiting and angry and irritated? Or are you going to go and get that quiet time and come back refreshed and ready to give as your best self? You know, that almost puts value to that. Oh, well, I can't take me time. I feel guilty. It's like, I feel, I feel guilty when I snap on my little guy because I'm stressed out and I'm overworked and my brain's on overload. It's like, I'd rather take that moment, that 10 minutes, even if I have to lock myself in the bathroom, I'm like, I'd rather take 10 minutes to breathe because then I'm going to be such a more patient, kind mom because I took that 10 minutes for myself. I don't want to have guilt about that. That makes me a better mom. That makes me a more patient wife, right? That makes me a better coach and a leader when I give my brain that space to rest. And with meditation, someone once told me that it's okay if you have thoughts. Like for a while, I was like, I stink at meditation because I can't shut my brain off. But people, uh, the one lady was telling me, like, you're supposed to just say to yourself, I'm having some thoughts, or these are my thoughts, now back to breathing. Like, it's okay, you're not like, oh, forget it. Like, screw it, I'm not doing it right, so I quit. It's like, it's okay to have thoughts when you're meditating. It's okay to just sit in those thoughts and see what kind of comes up for you, right? Yeah, and sometimes I even, like, I have something I'm working on, and I, like, I sit in, I go to meditation and say, my intention is to get an answer. Mm-hmm. And it's like almost like a visualization meditation version and then dawn and behold here comes the answer you know i have like that's just yeah um be okay with it it's progress not perfection mm, amen to that totally yeah. totally and some people think meditation needs to be sitting cross-legged you know with your zen. Yeah. it's like we have to get over that stereotype like that white space and that thinking and meditation can be whatever you want it to look. Like I said, sometimes I lock myself in the bathroom. Like it can be whatever you need it. There's no judgment. It can be whatever you need it to be. You just have to take that time for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I had a client who had a really like as a as a physician and surgeon, it's a pretty stressful job. And it was a couple of years ago. And I'm like, no, before you go into your family, sit in the car for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So go from work and be in the car and just hang out and take a mini power nap and then 
he's like game changer because he wasn't stressed out when he walked through the door right Mm-hmm. And so that can make a big difference. Before we hopped on, I did a five-minute meditation. I was just sitting in, in silence mm-hmm. and said, okay, like bring the energy, you know, like just be a, a happy-go-lucky person, right? It's in, what is it, in the afternoon, so. Set the intention for how you want things to go. Let's Lay down on the floor and decompress or you sit back in your chair and close your eyes for a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be like cross-legged and meditate and be like umbaya and you know kumbaya whatever. Just close your eyes for a couple of minutes and lean back in the chair. For sure, for sure. Okay, I have one more question. Wow, yeah. time flew. We covered so many good things. Where did you come up? Actually, I think I have two questions. Where did you come up with the no more hamster wheel? Like, how did that imagery? come to you because many people are on the hamster wheel like how did that come to you that you were like this is my business this is my mission no more hamster wheel people uh it started back in like 2007 ish and i just had a huge interest and i still do how some people stay in the hamster wheel even though they want to get off they're just not capable or i mean that that's wrong they are capable they just they're just not, not they're stuck mm-hmm. and they just keep spinning and they just never do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then other people are so resilient and they're like, Oh, I'm just going to go and do my own thing. So I have a huge interest. Is that DNA? Is it upbringing? Where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. Like why are so some people capable of just saying, I want to pursue my dream. I want to do this. And they go, well, some people are like, you know, like keep talking about, Oh, my dream is to write a book, but they just never do anything. They just keep spinning the wheel. Mm. And then the other part was one day it just blurred out and I said, well, I need to find a blog name. I need to find a name that fits everything I do. And I said, and naturally it just came out. I hate when I get stuck in a hamster wheel and I'm like, oh my gosh, no more hamster wheel. And that's kind of how it came about. So Mm -hmm. kind of brought two things together. Yes. And I'm sure you started with your mindset. Right? No, I actually started. Uh, so I took myself out of six figure debt uh, mm. during the recession and I was like determined. So that's how I kind of really started the personal development stuff back in when was the recession, like 2007, 2008, that era. Mm-hmm. And I said, while I figure out what I want to do with my life, then I got to get myself out of debt. I started studying. And so I was like, well, hamster wheel, they can work with finances. They can work with mindset. I mean, all of those different things. Mm. And I'm a super, I'm a curious person. I want to learn, learn, learn how to master myself. And so that's kind of how I fell into all of this personal development stuff. That's awesome. I love that visual. Cause like, yeah, it's, it's crappy when you're on the hamster wheel. And that's why hiring a coach like you or a coach like me or hiring people in your corner, because sometimes you do feel helpless. You feel like, what am I chasing? What am I spinning? I've tried other things and, and I don't know what to do. I don't know any more strategies. And that's exactly what coaches do, right? We yeah. help people with new strategies, new way of thinking, a new perspective. That's why you join mastermind groups like the one we're in together. It's like, you want to get around people that are going to have an outside view of what you're doing. Cause sometimes you're so you're in that hamster wheel, right? You're so stuck in it. You're like, ah, I don't know how to get out of it. So I just love that. So my last question for you, what's the future? I know we can't tell, we can't tell what's ahead, but what, what are some of your big goals or what is like 
What are you visualizing for the end of this? And we're halfway through the year already. Can you believe it? Like, what are you visualizing at the end when you're like toasting on New Year's Eve and you're like, dang, I'm proud of this or this was a struggle, but I crushed it. Like, what are you looking at for the end of this year to finish strong? While I'm developing all of the framework and the material, well, not the material, but I'm taking much of what I've been, not my business coaching, because I do some business coaching too, but in all of my personal development coaching, I'm now putting everything into a stop spinning, start mm -hmm. living, excel your life, live your legacy. Because I'm very much about, mm -hmm. you need to live your legacy. Who do you want to be remembered as? You know, And that can be our last conversation. Like, how do I want to be remembered if this is our last conversation? I want to be remembered as a positive, happy, go lucky kind of person who also, you know, hopefully brought some value. But um, also, you know, when you kick the bucket. So I'm tying all of that together into a online programs. And my goal is to have all of that done uh, by the end of the year, including my upcoming book. Oh, ooh. yeah. Hi. Where's, where's my uh, easy, easy button for that one? That one is a, yeah. <laughs> I've been there from a girl who's written a book. As people always say to me, how long did it take you? I'm like, it took me a year to write it and it took me a year to get it published and out the door. So, well, I wrote my last book in three days. So this, <laughs> look at you. That's awesome. Uh, not this one. This one is like the dragger, you know? So that's what I want to toast. I want to, I want to have my uh, entire, I'm going to call it the Excel Your Life program. I want to have that all done, launched. And my goal is, my, my mission is to help millions of people excel their life. That's like, I'm super passionate about that because I believe that every person with the right tools, guidance, and knowledge can achieve what they say they want to, you know, achieve. And there's really no reason today that you can't go after your dreams. That's just not, you know. You can find anything on Mr. Google, you know? Totally. You'll be the one that stands in your way, right? Yes. Yes. If you want it, you can have it. But I also think that sometimes we want something, but we need that help. We need the coaches. We need the mentors. We need the courses. We need to read. We need that help in order to get to the next step. Because I'm, I wouldn't be where I am today with coaches and mentors and books and taking online courses and studying, right? Like college, like school didn't end with college or high school. It's continuing. Totally. Amen to that. Yes. Now, my goodness, if that didn't empower you to make a move, people. We talked about time. We talked about productivity. We talked about physiology. We talked about mindset. We talked about your brain. We talked about meditation. We talked about making some moves to go after whatever the heck it is that you want in your life. Get out of your own way, friends, and hire a coach. Talk to some people. Give yourself that space to breathe. Think about what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to. I love that stocking stuffer. Oh, think about those stocking stuffers and those leftovers. Nobody wants those. They want the best you. They want the brightest you, the most vibrant you. And I hope that this really served you because there's some great stuff. I have a feeling this will be one that you can go back and listen to over and over and over again, and you'll pick out kind of new pieces. So Camilla, dang girlfriend, Rumi, Rumi, thank you. And if people want to get in touch with you, they can email you at Camilla, C-A-M-I-L-L-A, right? 
at nomorehamsterwheel.com. Yep, nomorehamsterwheel.com. Just go and find me on there. Feel free to reach out. There's a lot of free resources on there. And just email me at camilla at nomorehamsterwheel.com and give me a couple of days to answer. Yeah, that's right. She'll block you in. She'll block you in at the end of next week when she's got some white space in there. But, but you know what the best part about that is? When you do that, people then know that they get the best you. Yes. Right? When you, don't, when you don't react and you're like, this is, I always say that with my family, friends, clients. I'm like, this time slot, baby, it's all you. You have me 110%. And you talk about that legacy. That's the best gift you could ever give somebody is being 110% present with them, right? So yeah, be 100% wherever you are. Be 100% with that person. That's like, yeah. It's That's so what it's all about. All right. We're going to leave you with that thought. Thank you for tuning in to the Empowered Life Podcast, and we will see you again next time.